Kellogg invented cornflakes because he wanted the most boring food possible to prevent kids from masturbating. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. I'm Rasmus. And I'm not. Still not. Yes, that's my state right now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you that tired? Not tired. I'm just completely exhausted and beat. Oh, that, that probably means I should start, right? Yeah. That was what we were leading into, yeah. Yeah, so after the last recording we had um, on Thursday, I believe, let's just say it didn't really get any better um, with my energy levels. And on Sunday, the cold finally hit. So I am been out of commission for at least like two days. Monday, Tuesday, I didn't do anything. Yesterday, I started working again because my projects, I don't know, I like, I, I hate, I always say it's like, if you're sick, you're sick and you shouldn't work. But I had some projects I really wanted to take care of. So, of course, I started working yesterday, which ended up me doing a 12-hour day because everything was going to shit. Oh, nice. And oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, this this is not helping my energy level. And uh, today also was kind of a busy day. So, yeah, I was still fighting a cold. Um, my brain is just mush. So Is that because of the AC or is it just because, like, the, the changes in temperature? <laughs> no. And we're talking about weather again. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... Um, I'm I'm not sure that no I I think it's just um a cold like or distress level like over a long period of time it's just like yeah. building up and you know how when it just drops off a little bit it you you get your cold like at the beginning of a vacation I yeah. think something like that is happening to me at the moment so n nothing to worry about it's just I don't I think the last time a cold got me that bad was when I got covid Oh, I just uh, like completely swept off my feet. I did nothing much but sleeping on Monday. Um, Tuesday, I was just feeling miserable and sorry for myself, <laughs> just like the deadly man flu <laughs> at its finest. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, I'm 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 getting better day by day, but I'm just because recording in the evening, it's I feel like it's past my bedtime at the moment. So mm. I I already apologize to everyone um, about my energy level or. For that matter, speech, yeah, or lack thereof. Lack thereof, exactly. Did you check if it was not COVID because it's, yes, it's... yeah, I still have some testing around, test okay. negative, yeah. It still could be. I mean, it's still around. No, no. But okay, good. But you guys are, look awfully energetic. So what's no, up that, with you that, guys? That's just, that's just a cover. That's a lie. I'm I'm, <laughs> pr I'm just pretending. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so it's just me then. Yeah, you're French. It's your anger. <laughs> yeah, possibly. No, it's 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 a little bit more than that. I've decided during the past week also uh, to do a few changes in my life. One being starting to do fun shit again. Uh, well, that's about time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you're going back into the good old French old tradition of setting cars on fire. <laughs> <laughs> not just yet <laughs> but, okay okay sorry uh but that's he, next week <laughs> probably next week yeah <laughs> I, I just i just had to there, there was a cocaine joke in there but okay continue <laughs> <laughs> I'm, i'm waiting for september people are, are will be back from vacation and we can set 
more cars in the fire together. Um, no, but actually I went uh, go-kart, uh, go-karting oh, yesterday yeah. with the son. He had uh, two sessions uh, and had a lot of fun. And whilst I was watching him doing his first session, I was like, fuck, I, I, I want to do that too. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it is fun. I know it's fun. And he was having such a good time racing that I was like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I want to do it. So I just told my wife, nah, damn, I wish, I wish there was some grown-ups to play with me. <laughs> and she, t- <laughs> she, she turned around and she said, there are three waiting for the next session. So you should go now. So I went, I paid, oh, yeah. And, and yeah, it was a fun 10 minutes of racing with, uh, with three other people. And it's been a long time. Last time I, I, I went karting was probably 25 years ago. So yeah, it was fun to just do that. And it was not too demanding physically, yeah, but it, it was more demanding than I uh, remembered. But my, f- my bike was kind of fine this morning. So all in all, it was, it was a fun afternoon. And after that, the, the kid went for a second session and he tried to beat my time <laughs> obviously <laughs> um but I don't how know. did it go it was it was fun uh, it was really really fun uh, no no but did he take did he beat your time i uh, couldn't because the 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 go-kart for the grown-ups and for the kids are not the same they are ah. they don't have the same power uh so also oh, you that- cheated <laughs> also, I cheated. <laughs> no, I I had to explain that to him because at the end he was kind of a, mm, I couldn't beat your time. I said no, but you can't, dude. It's, it's different. Because you're little. Yeah, you're you're. you're. But <laughs> and I've grown up. <laughs> yeah, in a few years he will be able to to drive the 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 grown up the adult go kart that are kind of pretty fast. I didn't remember it was going that fast, but yeah, it was was kind of really really fun. I had a good time. Um, so that, that was yesterday and I, I spent, uh, most of the week, uh, stitching by hand the, the quiver that I'm making and it took me a very long time, but I still have a lot of stitching to do. Uh, also did, um, I'm, I'm going on with my summer cleaning of the house and life, uh, more, uh, uh both figuratively and, and, and practically. Um, so that's, yeah, that involves a lot of thinking and a lot of, uh, of, um, organization or reorganization of stuff and, and decision making that hopefully will pay off, uh, in the end. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much my week. Cool stuff, work and, and thinking. That reminds me of something I have to throw in because I actually like, um, Tuesday, I felt a little bit better mm-hmm. or like was no, that's that's a lie. I felt miserable, but I wanted to do something. <laughs> you remember? Well, I, I told you guys that I'm doing the um, the camera straps. Yeah, I've yeah. been doing that. I'm I'm hopelessly behind because I usually get like one or two of them done a week instead of the four I was planning on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But at least I'm getting some done. So I thought to myself, it's like, well, I'm behind, so I'm gonna make one. Yeah, I can't do anything mm-hmm. anyway, so I'm just gonna do that. Don't do that when I have a cold and you're. Nah, nah, <laughs> I, I have another strap done. Uh, I might have to throw it away because there's blood on it. <laughs> my, my fingers are hurting because stitching is a bitch, especially yeah. when, especially leather, especially when you're sick and not concentrated. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to that note, though, did you uh, did you go for some stitching glove or something? No, 
Because that would no. be the smart thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Never mind me. The pad can can also be an, very annoying to use. Yes, um, I used a normal like gardening glove that I have, like with the leather and the nylon, mm-hmm. and I didn't like the feeling of it because I need to feel where the needle is going through. Yeah, I'm not using yeah. a pointy needle, but because the holes are with the laser pre-cut. Yeah. Mm. So um, what I'm actually using is um, a pair of pliers. To mm-hmm. carefully pull the um, the needle through. So I yeah. start a needle, I find the hole, and then just to pull it through with the uh, wax thread, I mm-hmm. use the pliers of it. But just for some reason, while pushing it, I used yeah, like it just it just didn't work out. Like for some reason, I just poked it through the letter next to the hole into my finger. Yeah, that happens uh, a lot, especially in the beginning. Yeah, there, there's something that is very useful is that uh, I made myself one. Is like you can just have a pad, a laser pad to to yeah. put inside of your hand. So when yeah. you push the needle, you you use that in order mm-hmm. to don't burn your skin or poke your skin or, or just bleed. And something else, uh, cover your index finger on both hands with a little strap of leather so when you pull the thread uh yeah. it doesn't hurt because uh i i don't think you can see on video but here i just have a, a cut where the finger bends right here uh-huh. because of oh. hours and hours of of pulling the yeah. thread when i was doing math teaching i managed to miscalculate so much i actually got my thumb oh yeah that, that's, like, that, that's the last thing i expected was actually to like get my thumb with and it, i mean and if you think about it it's like oh with a needle it's painful well try a like a needle without the pointy end like it's just kind of like rounded off and yeah. i still yeah. managed to cut myself that bad that it started bleeding so that was yep. freaking painful <laughs> oh yeah that's kind of the same with knives because like if 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 it's sharp it sort of it goes in a little bit and you notice mm-hmm. if it's blunt mm-hmm. It, 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 when you suddenly go in, you go in deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And don't take that out of context. No. <laughs> yes, there was there was a lot of cursing. What about you, Raz? How was your week? It's been good. Cool. Yeah, like first full week in the new workshop. Yeah. Nice. I haven't lighted a forge yet, but I have been building more than one gas forge. Yeah, I've seen week. that, and it's mm-hmm. a big one. I mean, yeah, that's the one that I ordered. It's that's a big ribbon burner. That's. Something along the lines of 40 by 30 by 50 centimeters mm-hmm. internally. Mm-hmm. So it's massive. Yeah. Although I did realize that compared to the drawings I had, I have stacked up one more layer of bricks than I was no, supposed that's to. That's fine. Uh, probably. Yeah. I'll, I'll light it up. I'll see how it goes. And worst case, I'll just take off a couple of bricks and lower it and it, it'll still work. If you can do that, I'll just put up a layer uh, at the bottom to just um, elevate okay. your piece. Okay. I, I, I can go into the whole construction of it more, but I, I've been building that gas forge. Now I'm reached the point where I need to do plumbing and electrical for it. Okay. Which I have no fucking clue about how to do, but I'll figure it out. Yeah, you will. And I also, because I weren't sure if I was able, will be able to get this one finished because before I'm teaching a, my first class next weekend in the shop. That's optimistic. Yeah, so I ordered uh, a double burner from uh, Devil Forge mm-hmm. on eBay. Mm-hmm. Which arrived yesterday, so mm-hmm. I, or the day before yesterday. So yesterday, I fixed that one up as well. Yeah, and I did the refractory thing on the inside and all of it. So that's was nearly dry today, and I'll fire that up gently tomorrow and see how it goes. Yeah, nice. you double the amount they tell you to use of refractory. Mm-hmm. No, the refractory cement. Like if you, 
they said the package and like do this, I think like two or three coats mindset. I did like five or six because it's so thin that you can push it in with your thumb. And that's, I don't think it's supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and uh, the Devil Forge uh, gas forges, they are terrible, but they are the best value for your money you can get. I just want to say, like, I never had the feeling that they're really terrible. Like, I for everything I used, they, no, no. they absolutely worked like a charm. And it's still yeah. working after, like, the five or six years. I mean, that's the thing. They work, and you can forge build in them. But the quality of every single component in there is terrible. But it is good enough. And it's cheap. Mm -hmm. So I recommend pretty much everybody that just want the cheapest solutions to start bashing metal to buy a Devil Forge. Absolutely tear that apart and like really use it and abuse it. Mm -hmm. And when that wears out and you still like blacksmithing, buy a good one. Yeah, I'll make one. And I've been, we'll make one, by yeah, all And I've been liking blacksmithing for the last six years using a double fortune. It's like it's still alive. It's still kicking. Yeah, and I the the small one I have, the single burner one. Uh, that's the one I've I been have. using that for five years, and I've been having students work out of that. And yeah, now it's taking a hell of a lot of abuse, but that's five years yeah. or something to that effect. So it works. Uh, but yeah, the big gas forge, uh, and also like I'm doing a lot of other maintenance shit into into forge, like. Counting over stuff so I can order more materials. And uh, I bought a pallet jack today. Why? Because I have pallets. No, it's because you want to skate on them. <laughs> and you want to stand on it, just push it around yes. and go like, Wee! I did that immediately. <laughs> when I picked it up and took it out to the car, I was like, oh, this is a nice linoleum floor. Let me go. <laughs> of yeah. course you did. My height adjustable scooter. <laughs> but yes, um, no, but I'm, I'm I'm also, I did drawings to build, did I mention this last week? I did the drawings to make a small crane into workshop. No. So that I can pick up pallets from the outside, take it over that large doorstep I have. Okay. And put them down on the inside. With a crane or a hoist? Yeah, with a small crane, small jib crane. Okay. So like single post rotating off of that. I only need 180 degrees of movement. Okay. Or, yeah, that will be enough. Uh, so I, I did the whole fusion magic thing of like saying like, okay, if I wanted to be like in here in the shop, can I get a boom long enough to clear the door frame and go outside and pick up a whole pallet mm -hmm. outside in the center mm -hmm. and bring that inside? Mm -hmm. And then I realized that, ooh, but when the power hammer comes, can I use it to get the power hammer through the door? And the answer is no. no. Uh, <laughs> but... What I can do is I can dismantle the power hammer on the outside yeah. and take it in two parts inside. Yeah. And if I'm lucky and I can get a um, pulley system for it yeah. that mounts on the under and like runners for the for the beam, mm -hmm. if I can get a, a combination of those that builds less than twenty centimeters in height, I can use that to build to assemble the crane again inside the shop. Okay. And then, of course, I would need a pallet jack uh, to move the, the the power hammer over to the corner where it's supposed to be. Okay. So, and also, like, when it comes to, like, just dealing with shit, just being able to move whole pallets around the workshop because I actually have room to store a couple of pallets of stuff. Yeah. That would be handy. So, Astian, who is apparently my tools dealer now, <laughs> he sent me a link and I was like, yeah, this is cheap and it's really good quality and it, it's a business that... Uh, when uh, filed for bankruptcy, mm -hmm. so it's like, yeah, that uh, just shy of being new, and I paid less than half of a new price for it. 
Nice. Yeah, Forkleaf is still more fun, though. It is, but it's difficult to get inside of a door. Eh. At least with, at least with leaving the door intact. <laughs> I yeah, see where okay. you're going. <laughs> well done, you. <laughs> yes. If you ever get a forklift, um, I have a nice video for you explaining how to use it and, not, and more, more importantly, not to use it. Yes. Oh, yeah, the German one. Yes. Yes, I've seen that. It's, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, Good old Klaus. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, in other news, it's just been taking care of the shop, just trying to get things done. I did finish the first order now in the new shop. Cool. I repaired a spark catcher for a fireplace Yeah. that just needed some rewelding. So I was like, oh yeah, come back next week. And it took me 30 minutes to do. So it's super nice to just be able to say, oh, here's a job. <laughs> I can just push all of my mess up to the <laughs> other side of the welding table. I can work in this half, get that done pack that away and I can continue working with everything else and just have to like completely clean up the shop to do something and then clean everything away again and all of that nonsense. So you're going to make your client wait for a week when you, you finish the job in 30 minutes? Yeah, I didn't know it was going to just take 30 minutes. I assumed I would spend an hour and a half on it, to be honest. But you still said to the guy, come back next week. Yeah, because I, I'm busy <laughs> and then I realized that, no, I, I'm going to spend all day just doing welding stuff anyway. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I welded up the frame, the steel box kind of thing that goes on the outside of the new gas forge, the ribbon burner. I welded uh -huh. up some uh, brackets and tooling stuff underneath the welding table to hold a lot of different things and tooling and the welding helmets and all of that. And I yeah. finally stuck handles on my old gas forge uh, stand. So now I can actually just grab the handles and move the whole thing instead of having to like lean, like grab the shelf underneath and then lean away so I don't scorch my face on the still hot gas forge while I try to wheel it around. Yeah. Which is also yeah. kind of like, yeah, but n I don't need to move the gas forge around anymore. I realized after I welded the handles nope. on. Yeah, the way that thing looked on your Instagram story, it looked more like you need a forklift to just transport that thing oh, around. No, no, no. Yeah, see, that's see? that's also that's also why I bought a pallet jack because now I can move that thing around without having to dismantle it. Yeah, I would just want to say I just need to build up with fuck fuck handles. Underneath. Like this is just baiting someone to like yeah, try and lift it, you <laughs> sucker. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm guessing it's weighing close to two hundred kilos. You should weld handles to all your anvils. Those handles are just for your friends for the next move. <laughs> no, 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 hold on, hold on. So uh, that's, I, I didn't stick handles on the new forge. This is oh, the old stand okay. that I have. Okay, Sorry, okay. I need, I need yeah. a clarification. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and that's also because that thing already has two wheels on it. So it's just a matter of lifting the two forelegs up so I can wheel the back around. What's interesting is you didn't deny planning the next move already. <laughs> uh, so talking about the new gas force, the new ribbon burner, uh, what, what I did for that is I, I had a lot of help from a friend of mine. But long story short, it's constructed with having a solid layer of insulation at the bottom. This mm -hmm. 50 mil really soft insulation bricks, not bricks, but sheets. Yeah. And then there's a full layer of insulating bricks on top of that. Yeah. And then there's just stacked bricks going up to be the sides as well. Yeah. And I have a custom cast top for it. Yeah. And then a layer of insulation on top of that, on the front and on the sides. And all of that's going to be boxed in with some steel. Pretty much the same way I did mine, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. If I recall correctly. Except mine is bigger. It's a double burner, you said, right? No. That you are building, no? This is a ribbon burner. 
Okay. Yeah. So okay. the next step is to do the plumbing and electrical for it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I need to. I and I also did kind of the stupid thing. I might realize in hindsight now is that it's not a big deal. It's just I need um, the con the the end connector for the ribbon burner is on the long side, mm -hmm. which points now directly towards the opening of the whole gas forge. So I need yeah, an need elbow in, to... immediately yeah. and then have it go up and down underneath and I'll have some kind of holder for the blower at the bottom. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I need to sort all of that out. I also, because I thought that was a good idea, I also told the guy I bought the ribbon burner from and the blower and everything to just mm -hmm. send me all the things and special parts I need, which yeah. means they are American. Yeah, fun. Yeah. So I'm not sure what I'll do with that. I might just try to make this work as it is. You should be able to find uh, some kind of adapter at the end. Yeah, when it comes to plumbing parts, all of that is yeah. uh, in peril anyway. Yeah. But it's the electrical parts of it and things like that, where it's like, do I want to connect this up? Do I want to deal with, like, dealing with what is essentially, like, like silly American electrical components? Which mm -hmm. is like a uh, a gas watch kind of thing, watcher kind of thing, so that it automatically stops the gas flow if it isn't burning. Yeah, and other things like that. It's I mean it's nice and handy safety features, but it's also slightly more technically electrical stuff that I know how to deal with. Mm -hmm. The plumbing, I, it's e it got got easy. I can get my mind around doing all of that, but doing the electrical at the same time, it's like, should I? Do I even need to bother with all of this? And Why not? I mean, it's the same thing. It's just different units and, and measurements. Yeah, and it's also it's also the fact that I just had no fucking clue what I'm doing with it. So, uh, Marius, you might have to come <laughs> by soon. <laughs> yeah, if you're unsure, maybe maybe don't do it because we don't want you to blow off the new forge. Yes. Does that mean that you're aiming for perfection with the new gas forge? I would try. Yay! That's a segue. Somehow, but we are not supposed yeah, well to say. Yeah, well done, you. <laughs> <laughs> what? Especially like the conversation was going smoothly, and then you called out Segway, and it's. I was waiting for Jan to call the Segway, but he didn't. Oh, you wait today. You're waiting for me with everything happening. <laughs> well done. Yeah, well done. Well, well, well done. Yeah, okay. I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm. But tired. but yes, I mean, I would always like it to be perfect, but it's also kind of better to just be done. Yeah, unless no. you have to redo it because it's it's not perfect as or as you wanted it in the first the first time. Well, there's a big difference though between doing something shit and finishing something. No, yeah, I'm not saying that when when you're finished with it, it will be shit. But I'm not I'm not I'm not saying either that it will be perfect on the first try. No, definitely not. But you're aiming for which, perfection, which is good. I mean, always, but I also know that I kind of have a deadline because I, I need to earn money again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it leads to my next question. What, what's perfection to you, Raz? It's a fantasy. Okay, good. What is it to you, Jan? <laughs> perfection? Mm, usually something out of my reach. <laughs> no, it's, well, it's because we always have that thing that we like want to reach, like in our mind, the, the, like, the perfect situation that we want to reach like but perfect is like the everything goes exactly the way we plan it and it has the outcome we're planning it and it's just that never usually works mm -hmm. you have to compromise one step 
like at, at, at least one point something mm -hmm. everything goes perfectly during a project but it doesn't turn out perfect mm -hmm. yeah and something and something sometimes you, you just say it's like well fuck it this needs to be done and you start working on it and you like not even you're not into it like a hundred percent but it turns out better than you ever expected so for you the result is perfect because your expectations are low so it, it, i think there's always a trade-off about that for me i usually try to make things as good as possible as i possibly can till i get to the point where i finally say fuck it <laughs> good enough it's like it's just like <laughs> yeah. something's gonna run out either it's gonna be time money patience or parts yeah, yeah. for me it often feels like there's also this moment of diminishing returns where you can see that there's more things to fix to make it quote-unquote more perfect mm -hmm. but it takes sort of exponentially more and more time to get to that next milestone of something that's closer to perfection yeah or you start fucking it up as well that is also there's very a much yeah, that's reality. there's a german yeah. word for that which is we germans have a single word for trying to fix something and actually making it worse oh yeah for schlimm besson say again for schlimm besson Okay. Schlimm meaning um, like worse mm -hmm. and besser meaning making it better. So basically by trying to make something better, we're making it worse. And this is yeah. a single word in, like in German. Oh like yeah, this is like one of the things I love and this is often used. Mm -hmm. Whenever somebody fiddles too long on something, there's a big chance he's actually fucking it up instead of making it better. That's a big thing, I feel. Mm -hmm. Also sort of realizing this is good enough. I'm, I am happy with where I'm at. I know these things can be done better, but now it works. Now it can go out and do the thing it was supposed to do. So calling sort of quit at that moment and just saying like, that's, that's fine. Instead of trying to faff more about it and sort of get that incremental little bit more of perfection getting into it. Yeah, but wouldn't that be aiming too low, like <clears throat> aiming for the bare minimum? Um, it depends on what the milestone is exactly also like the bare minimum like in your eyes the bare minimum is it the bare minimum for someone else or is it like the perfection for someone else yeah yeah because it's yeah. all your definition i mean i've i've seen your work read and you basically i mean you you send me stuff before and says like well if you want to work with it but it's not up to my standard i'm looking at it's like well, if i'm ever going to be able to reach that kind of level of craftsmanship i'm going to be fucking happy <laughs> i'm going to be ecstatic <laughs> and you're just yeah all but that... i'm mentally ill so that 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 explains why but um, it, it really depends if you're working for a client or for yourself i i know that when i advertise for for a, a i advertise a product uh, for a client i have thoughts but finish yours first okay i'm just letting you know yeah what's going to be the higher quality <laughs> 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 when i'm advertising for a client i have it's it's a finished product something that i know that i can make and um, my standard is set so i can conf um, with confidence advertise for that quality for my client mm -hmm. so it, that's my standard when i'm doing something for myself for my kid usually I'm I'm not under the pressure of neither time nor money nor uh, getting satisfaction from from the client. So I can only work for myself or when I'm doing something for my kid, aim for the very best best version of what I can do, and that's when I take my time and aim for perfection. Although perfection is um is very personal personal. It's it's very much um how you define your 
um, top aesthetic of what you are reaching for. Okay, if I may pause you slightly there. This is not my thought. This is just something else. Yeah. How would you define perfection? Perfection, uh, well, et- etymogi- etymologically or... One of those things, <laughs> or, yeah, or sure. Personally, damn. Uh, <laughs> etymologically, <laughs> apparently, it's it's the, the most... Um, Oh damn! The, what's the the version? Uh, the the word I'm searching for is not abutished. It's, it's not a word in English, but it it looks Bless you. So, sounds a little bit like the French one. So I may go for it. <laughs> um, um, I'm not sure how that's how language works, but <laughs> sure, go ahead. I don't care. You understand what I mean? Um, no, but it's 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 the most. Um, oh damn. It's the version which is, it's the version of a product or, or whatever, or, or anything. It can be an, an action, it can be a way of life, it can be a feeling, it can be whatever it is that nothing else can, can get above, right? It's like the f- final version of it. And it comes from, uh, moral, because I, I, I did my research, it comes from morality or aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So it and as morality and aesthetic is very much a personal matter, the the version of perfection will uh, differ from one person to one person, right? What I, I would yes. consider as perfection would be very different than what you would consider as perfection. Yes, if we were put in the same exact same situation. So, I would say, my definition of perfection is something without recognizable flaws i disagree yeah i'm not sure i'm with you either so but just as a framework for when it comes to craftsmanship yeah Mm -hmm. how often have you given something to someone and they look it over seemingly rather thoroughly and enthusiastically and they call it perfect but now you're asking something different now you're asking what's perfect for someone else you ask what is perfect for him yeah so no this is this Ties into it. No, because it's always it's not just what you're doing, but also how it's um, like the perception is from someone else. Yeah, but uh, perfection doesn't exist, right? Well, true perfection. True true perfection doesn't exist. It does in the eye of the beholder. Because I like to argue. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Because I like to argue with that. Because I say it's like for me, there's a difference between functional and like artistic perfection. And for me, at work, function uh, perfection is when it does exactly what it's meant to do. Yeah. Being a tool. Like, if it does 100% what it's supposed to do, and it doesn't have to look pretty or anything, it has to do exactly what it has to do. And then, for me, it's perfection. And an, arti- an artist, like, for me, if, if I'm doing something artsy, it has to trigger something in me when I see it. It has to be beautiful for me, not for someone else. Because everyone... The, the perception from everyone for something um, of perfection is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and that, it, is, that like, is kind it, of what I'm leaning into, because without recognizable flaws, that's the key part of it. It is something when looking upon okay, it. Okay, like recognizable flaws and function. Okay, no, no, it's when you look upon something, mm-hmm. you cannot see anything that could have been done better. But that is limited by the skills you have at the moment of looking. My point being, there's often that I have made something where I know there are flaws. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking this is good enough. I hand it to someone and they can't see any of the flaws that I'm thinking about. 
mm-hmm. unless I specifically point them out and explain what it means. To them, that piece was perfect before I explained it. I agree. But it wasn't for you. Exactly. But it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I agree. So that's where the recognizable flaw... Sorry, sorry, Jan. That's where the recognizable flaw come mm-hmm. in. Because no matter who you ask, there's always something that can be done mm-hmm. better in everything. If, if you picture the perfect something in your mind, you can do that because you're able to invi- uh, visualize that thing without any flaws. Okay. But anything you realize in the real world will have something mm-hmm. less than perfect about it. Agreed? Not uh, really. Kind of, yeah, I kind of get what you're getting at. Um, still, That's a good start. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 still, I'm still thinking of um, outwise. Like, yes, of course, if you se- yourself recognize a flaw in it, then in that case, it's not perfect because it has to be for you. Um, from from a function wise, like it can look like shit. Yeah, in my yeah. book, it just has so to. So, by all means, we can function. also separate separate this into aesthetic perfection and functional perfection. No, because perfection is something where you look at every single perfection of it, like it would function perfectly, look perfectly, and in like in other other way, like I don't know, makes you. That giggle. would be perfect perfection yeah exactly <laughs> but th- this is not this is for me something i'm looking more realistically tool wise i think it's a little bit extra if you're you if you're looking at perfection if people say perfection there's like certain manufacturers of a thing like this is arguably but looking at the design of a cell phone mm. there might be cell phones that do exactly what you need them to do three of them Yep. But then you take, for example, like an apple that puts an extra thought in, uh, like the extra thought in design, mm-hmm. for like a special design. But this is also objectively because there's a, a mass of people looking at it and kind of lift it up on a pedestal for it, like say it's perfect. Like what? Uh, yeah. No. Um, and I think at that point, you're talking about. I mean, there's outside I influence. Say, no, no, it's it's. Um, I thought I had a good word for it, but it's uh, like perfection, no, like perfection from ignorance or something, where you okay. put it up on a pedestal, so, almost like when it's up there, it's too far away to see the perfection mm-hmm. or to the imper- imperfections of it. You can't recognize the flaws because you put it up on a pedestal, sort of to go with the metaphor. Yeah, Does of. that work? Yeah. yeah, that works. So you are putting it on a pedestal to ignore the flaws in it. Or the other way around. As you put it on a pedestal, you are blinding yourself and you can't see the flaws anymore. I mean, yeah, I guess it's also kind of the same of uh, stepping really far away from something and then suddenly you can't see the flaws and mm. it looks perfect. Yeah. But it, you know there's always something in it. It's always something that can be improved upon, be done better. Yeah, for sure. So if I may loop this a little bit around Go to for you, it. Red. Yeah. Your sense of perfection and what you're happy with sending away might be very different from whoever receives it and what they recognize it as. Your Probably. good enough might be their perfection. Yeah. But your perfection might still be their perfection. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, hopefully my perfection is is no, 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 no. under their perfection or both. Th- there, there's no difference for, for them. They don't see what those extra three, five, ten hours of work you put into it they don't see what that made for it yeah yeah i understand that but the the question here for me is really a matter of 
what is my own perfection because as you said it, it can be just good enough for me and i will sell it or give away to someone that will be oh yeah. that that's perfect also you're good enough today might have been your perfect three years ago Th- yeah exactly i was thinking about that when we we, we were uh, before the recording i was like something that i've done like three five years ago i i i've have a hard time looking back at some of my project because i was like fuck that's bad the video is bad the project is bad it's poorly executed if i would have to revisit the project now i know i would do so much better but would i i'm not sure maybe hopefully i improved my skills enough that i would be able to do a better job doing the exact same project and that's that's my version of, of perfection, like mm. aiming for better, right? Cool. I think we've established that perfection is very very difficult to uh, achieve, or it's very personal. It's very much a matter of of how you see the work and the skills that you have at one point in time. Exactly. Um, but uh, and, and it, it's very different from the perfection that some other people will see in your work. Um, yeah. As as you uh, rightfully said, Raz, um, my good enough can be someone else's perfection, but I'm not aiming for their version of perfection. I'm aiming for my version of perfection because I know that if I can achieve it, reach it, the person I'm I'm selling the thing to or giving it a, a, to will see it as perfect, and I don't want to take the risk that they see as just good enough if i go for my good enough can you afford that though all the time because you are running a business not yeah not all the time but that that's that's really what i'm aiming for so there is always this constraint uh of time money and resources and 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 material and everything i'm that's probably why I'm failing at being a good businessman because I'm, I'm investing too much time and effort into making the thing that I am selling not good enough, but above good enough for me in order to sell it. No, you, you're not even settling. Like, you never settle for good enough. You're not even settling for high standard. You are aiming for perfection every single time. That, I'm aiming for perfection, and that's, that, that will be my, my downfall, probably. Or it maybe already is because I'm I'm something that take should take me two hours. If I put six or eight hours into it, uh, that's not good for the business. No, it not at all. Not at all. <laughs> it's good for me. It's good good for my for my mindset. It's good for uh, the confidence that I have in me and in my products. Mm. But it's not good for the business. So I have to find a way to. I don't want to say lower my standard because it's not about lowering your standard. It's it's maybe much more about getting more efficient at aiming for perfection and reaching this um, 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 space in between perfection and good enough that makes the product good enough for the client that will think, oh, it's perfect, if you see what I mean. I think I do. I think I do. Yeah. And the best comparison I have is the roses I make. Mm-hmm. I've made, I, I don't even know, maybe 300 of them mm-hmm. so far. Uh, I, made, I, mean, I made 100 uh, between November and February this year. Yeah, for the big market. Uh, last year to this year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, I have made a lot of them. I got the production time down to around 20 minutes each. Mm -hmm. Down from three hours on the first one. Yeah, that's really good. But I, the quality is quote-unquote the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It has gotten better because I've been able to add small extra bits of detail to it. Yeah. I have made better tooling that allows me to make better quality faster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But none of them are perfect in my, my eyes. All of them are good enough. Mm -hmm. But that is still at a level I'm happy at selling them at. Is it good enough? And are you happy to sell them at this level of quality because you've seen this sell? My question being... Yeah, as well. No, yes. I have gotten the confirmation from the customer to that they tell me, this is the price I'm willing to pay for this quality. Also, okay. good enough. I don't know it's just... For me, a German thing, but good enough always sounds so negative. Good enough yeah, doesn't yes. mean good enough doesn't mean a bad level of quality. It can no, be at a very high level of quality. It's just for, it, it is what it is. It's like it's good enough to sell with not just without getting complaints, but to get the satisfactory from the customer. That's um, that's I mean, very, um, very true. I guess the, because we we give it we we often give it that negative touch. It's like yeah, yeah. good enough. Y yeah, and, and that, but that's a different. But actually, good saying enough. is it's like good enough is actually like it is good enough to fulfill the requirements and also to get the customer to be satisfied with it. And if your good enough is quote unquote good enough, then that will keep you in business and keep customers coming back and bringing in new customers because mm. that's at a level that people are willing to pay for yeah. and they get what they pay for at yes. that good enough level. Yeah. You can have the one guy in the corner yelling, it's like, oh, my stuff is perfect. And for you, it's good enough. And it can be at the exact same level. It's just yeah. experience, craftsmanship, like whatever you want to see it. Yeah. Uh, and, and also goes to the same of if I take, uh, the Rose is not really a good example for that, for that because, and also it's kind of a cheat example for me because they are organic. Mm-hmm. Like, there's supposed to be flaws in it because that makes it look more natural. Yeah. But it needs to they be for you. a certain kind of flaw mm -hmm. that works within the organic boundaries of what the object I'm trying to represent is. A rose. But going further than that, like, if uh, for, for, the, for the gate I recently did, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there are rivets I set on that gate that are far from perfect. Yeah. But they don't look worse than what was originally on the gate. So it, it really depends on the, the look that the client have on your work then. Yeah. If it's good enough for the client and, and above, that's fine by your standard. But that, that doesn't mean it, it will be perfect in, in any way, shape or form. If it's going to function as advertised, as intended, yeah. and the client can't see what's wrong with it, mm -hmm. or any of the aesthetic flaws in it, yeah then I would say that's good enough. Yeah. Generally speaking, your client is an idiot. Not always, but yeah, I, I see what you mean. I, mean, I see what not, you mean, not, yeah. Again, not necessarily the, the in a bad way, but they don't, yeah, really they don't have the experience to see the same level of flaws that you can see in your piece. Yeah. You see on the one side, like in the, the drawn picture, on the one side, the customer being absolutely happy, yeah. ecstatic, showing it to everyone. On the other side, you see Rasmus like laying awake at night, staring at the ceiling and going like, oh my God, I can't believe I sold that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I often have that feeling when when, when I see pieces I did, I mean, not, 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 not even like six years ago, but three years ago, two mm. years ago. Let, let me tell you something about the experience out of sale. It's better around this way. You laying mm. awake at night thinking, oh my God, like I didn't 
reach my goal and the customer being happy than the other way around. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, and I mean, that's sort of how I constantly need to keep it at because... I mean, of course, we thrive to get better at stuff. I mean, I, always, I, I that's sort of, quote unquote, why I'm okay with only doing good enough because I know with myself that that is a fairly high standard and that I'm all... That, that's also another thing. Like, I'm always trying to do the best I can within the boundary set, mm-hmm. both in uh, what the specifications of the client, Mm. but also in the time they are buying from me. Granted, if I can't reach the thing they request inside a time, I need to go over that. But if I have reached within that time and the thing is shy of perfect, but good enough, and they sort of still paid me for another half hour or an hour of work, it's like, cool. Then I can put the time in to see what I can do to make this better because they have paid for that it's justified yeah you you charge hourly right so more more quality quote-unquote quality asked from by the client means Um, more more hour and higher price Uh, a little bit back and forth so far i basically give all of my customers a quote Mm -hmm. and it's my job to stay within that quote Okay. I track my hours to judge how good I were to sort of get within that. Mm-hmm. When it comes to this current gate job and all of that, uh, yeah, I'm probably way beyond the budget on that. Okay. I'm a- Simply because I also knew, I, but I knew that going in because I haven't done this before. So I know I'm spending a lot more time moving slowly and thinking through things and fucking things up. Also, this is kind of like the rebate you're giving your customer in that case. Because yeah. the quotation, you know, you're not going to keep that quotation, but like this is better than saying like a higher number and then having to give a rebate on it. You just yeah, tell so them. So they get a discount yeah. on the job, but that also means that the job I was hoping to do by October last year is still not done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, which is me moving slowly to learn things and fuck things up and redo them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is also kind of why I have the mindset of like, I can maybe do one big job like that a year. Yeah, sure. Because that's sort of what my budget allows for, that that amount of fuck-ups and reovers mm-hmm. without me going bankrupt, basically. And yeah. I think this is what it comes down to, is the mindset. Yeah. Like, really easy speaking, because if you go into the whole thing with, well, I'm not aiming for perfection, good is, it, like, I'm aiming for, like, good enough in, like, the negative sense then you will not be able to reach a high level of a craftsmanship over a long time yeah. of period. Mm. Yeah. If you go into this, I want to make it perfect, but have the ability to say, okay, but now I have to stop like setting your own limits, your own goals and say, it's okay, I've reached that or I basically, I just ran out of time, money, parts, patience, whatever. It has to be good enough at that point. But you were, then it's, it sounds negative in the first second but it's actually mm. like a positive thing because you were aiming for perfection while you were yeah. aiming for like if you would aim for just like yeah, good enough get it out of the door it would have been way before that without challenging yourself i think and getting better i mean this is my my line of thought about it but I, I like i never usually go into in any project or at work with the just like yeah just i'm aiming for like good enough in the negative sense of just like get it out I always try to get it extra. Like, this is what I'm aiming for. But it also takes experience and time and says, like, okay, yeah, I'm, now I have to 
cut it off and at this point. Like diminishing re- diminishing returns is like the best case scenario in that case. Yeah, yeah. Slightly sideways from this. There's there's also the whole thing of doing the best you can mm-hmm. and always doing the best you can. Mm-hmm. That whole that whole concept. I Keep I feel like right. that's very strongly <laughs> No, I, I feel like that's very strongly correlated to perfection. Mm-hmm. But if your goal is to move as quickly as possible from here to that finishing line and you have a massive cold, your ability to do the best you can that day is different from oh, yeah. the next day or a good day. Mm. But if you still try, I mean, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's good. It's always good to make the, the, to do the, the best you can. But I mean, no. When you are running a business, it's it's it, you, you have to be more than that. You have to do more than that. I mean, well, obviously there is all this thing of oh, he's he has difficulties and but he's trying, he's doing his hardest, and yeah, you get mm. a, a a pat in the back and and oh, good job, you did the best you could. But if the best you could is to f- fail to save the kid under the car when you are a firefighter and you're called upon because there is an accident on the, yeah, it's, the it's motorway. I mean, it's, it's, it's not good enough to do your best. Your goal is to save the kid, right? No, no, okay, no, no sorry. Let me, f- from mental health perspective, let me flip that around. Yeah, go on. You did your absolute fucking best to try to save that kid. And it still wasn't enough because there was no uh, no it, way of doing it. It would have been worse if nobody else would have been there. Okay. I mean, this is like the same work. If I look at the emails I wrote within the last two days, like today I sat down and I was looking at the emails. I was going like, uh, I could have done a way better job. Then, But then on the other side, uh, uh, like other side, I thought it's like, well, there was no one else that knew about the project with the customer. So in that case, I did the best thing I could. And at mm. least the customer got a response. Mm. Also yeah. with the information yeah. that I'm not able to do my best at the moment because I'm barely functioning. But just like, I yeah. did not forget about you. I'm tr- like trying my best here. Health-wise, please, like, there's going to be a more, how do you call it, polished email at the beginning of next week giving you all the information you need like right now from the information i got this is the best i can do this is just yep. taking it for an example like direct no, no, example from the last couple of days it's a good it's, example it's, it's way away from perfection this is not even my standard of good enough this is just like barely hanging on and no, no, my, trying yeah, to get business but it's running. the best you can do exactly today. yeah which is very different Compared to my example, I mean, I'm not talking about a firefighter who is not in the capacity of doing the best of his abilities to save that kid. If he can't save the kid, he can't save the kids. It's because of the situation, he can't do it. But if that day he goes on the job with a cold and he's like, quote unquote, doing his best when he is not at his full capacity, fuck you, stay home. Take medication, sleep, yeah, yeah. let someone but that's go. That's also an extreme instead. example. Yeah, ob- yes, obviously. But some jobs require perfection all time, all the time. Like yeah. you're also a doctor, doctors and surgeons. Yeah. And you're a doctor. You're a brain surgeon. You're any kind of surgeon. What the, sur- the surgeon with hay fever? <laughs> you <laughs> have to to be at your best constantly. And that's why those jobs are are so difficult because you yeah. you don't have the right 
to to make a mistake, which is very different than the, as I said, oh, you did your best. Uh, you tried to run that marathon, even though you didn't train for the past six months, but you did your best. And that's great because you tried and that's fucking wonderful. And that in that case, a pat in the back is is wonderful. That That's also great. But sometimes you need to be perfect. Have you seen those videos on on the the, the socials that uh, are made by, a, if I'm not mistaken, a Japanese company, machining Japanese company of these two metal parts that just yes. click together so perfectly that it's seamless? Mm. You, you can't. You, it's just a one yeah, block. With, uh, using EDM machining or something. Yeah, I, yeah, I, there's I, some EDM. I don't know. Yeah, there's EDM machining. There's some um, now. Yeah, my, my, my company does similar things with them. Many what you see there when it goes, where it's basically welding parts together. Mm-hmm. Like this is mainly with EDM. Um, sorry, because it's just out of my field and I find yeah, it really yeah, sure. interesting. <laughs> um, we had the same issues, when I say issues during our apprenticeship, where we had the um, gauging blocks mm-hmm. for machines. Because the finish was so accurate, you were not allowed to leave them laying on top of each other. Yeah, because they stick. Be- they yeah stick. Yeah, yeah. They, they kind of weld almost to each other. Yeah, yeah because the, like, the, it's the they are I, the molecular structure is that yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's exactly it. You're working that kind of field, Jan. You have to be on top of your game every single time. Your machine have to be perfect because the result that your client wants is just perfection it just can't uh, be good enough if you are no, no, sure okay, able no, no, to, no, flip, to flip that a bit flip that a bit the machine that uh, the measuring equipment that uh jan's company is currently selling mm-hmm. the good enough of that com- that machine today is the perfection of the machine what three years ago five years ago or something yeah is the perfection last year yeah but six months ago it, yeah, it, no, it's, no, it's, really. it's improving it's, it's, all the time as yeah, we it, are, as we learn new skills and develop our business and grow as adults and so on and so on, that, that's perfectly fine. But that is what true. I'm but saying the, is me, that... Me being sick doesn't mean that the part is getting or the, the, the system is getting worse. No, 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 no. Me being sick is that I might forget a detail at the customer that he needs to pick the right product. No, no, but not yes. talking about you. Yeah, yes. just, just mm-hmm. in the business. A machinist wants to make the, a part with very, very precise specification so yes. he, he needs the tool to make that thing when mm-hmm. he reaches the exact specification specification of the part the part is perfect it's done as it should be right that's mm-hmm. to me that's perfection yes. what we are aiming as human beings and makers and and and, and craftsmen is to reach as uh, raz was saying the the mental image that we had of the product that we want to create but in real life we want to create that with our ends if it matches exactly the idea that you had at the beginning you can say that you reach perfection right mm-hmm. because that's exactly what you imagined so my problem personally is that most of the time i'm aiming for that and i'm wasting quote unquote wasting too much time and effort to try to reach that perfection, that mental image that I had at the very beginning when I started my project. And if that's for me, that's fine. It's only my time. But my time is also my pleasure. When I'm working something for me, making the thing is my pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I'm working on something for a client, 
and that's where it gets difficult as you said whereas when you are making roses they are they are natural organic you have you have flows because they are flowers made out of metal so they need to look like flowers and therefore they are flows and that's perfectly fine maybe my problem is that i don't sell batches or i i don't make enough uh batches of the same stuff to have that standard quality that I can be happy with and that the client will consider as perfection for him to buy the stuff. Yeah. yeah. And just one okay. more thing, one. just one more thing. Mm. I'm all I'm I'm often, not always, but I'm often working on custom orders. So that's one shot. The customers ask for something and I have to match what's in his or her head. So it's a very difficult perfection to reach because that's not that's not something that I can um, understand easily. I mean, he has to be very precise about what what the client the clients has to be very precise about what he wants in order for me to understand it and to create it. If a guy walks to you and say, "I want a knife that looks like a horn that is twenty five centimeter long and has a twist in it," it it it's going to be very difficult to 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 imagine. But if I come. I am the client, and and I make you a quick sketch, sketch or a drawing. It will be easier for you to understand, and therefore you'll be able to reach my perfection. See what mm. I mean? Yes. But going into the business side of things, mm-hmm. you need to, I think, define what is an acceptable tolerance. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My my point exactly. I need and to do more batches of stuff. No, See no, that, no, oh, no. When to to paraphrase a little bit, yeah. When Tony Rillo of uh, Hillview Wood Metal mm-hmm. makes his square, mm-hmm. he makes that to what pretty much everybody who sees them, including a lot of fucking good machinists, call perfection. Call perfection, absolutely, yeah. Because he works and is able to work to such a tight tolerance mm-hmm. of what he can measure. Yeah. No, that that's the key word that he is able to measure. Uh-huh. Now, he has an acceptable tolerance of everything he makes. This part needs to be at this measurement plus minus whatever fraction of a thousandth of an inch he is working. Yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean now, yeah. Yeah, and uh, when you're stitching something, Mm -hmm. have you decided on some kind of tolerance of slop that is acceptable in whatever measurements you define whether that is crooked looking stitch or if it parts matching up slightly unevenly or not color matching perfectly or something yeah i have that because, in my head yeah of course and time okay. was as well like the lengths yeah. that i'm able to stitch in one hour yes. is already decided yeah yeah no, no no yeah but uh if if you are able to define the tolerance you're working to mm-hmm. then getting within that tolerance is good enough yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, sure. But you can you can recognize that. Oh, this isn't twenty five centimeters dead on, mm-hmm. but it is within a millimeter tolerance, and you still can call that good enough and or perfect, right? Yes, but but my brain is a real fucker. I was I was working. We on... have realized. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I I was working on a pattern uh, this afternoon on on uh, Illustrator and. Um, I work in millimeters when I'm doing my my patterns um, for leather work, right? Mm. I was zoomed in 
maybe to the pixel in order to fix an issue on my on my pattern and i was like fuck Why? it doesn't yeah and and <laughs> as i was doing it i was like but fuck doesn't doesn't i mean it makes no sense because yeah. when the pattern is printed nobody will will notice yeah, it even i like 300 dpi or something yeah. some shit like you're yeah. not gonna even see i it. couldn't couldn't see where where the issue is when it's printed so when the pattern is transferred onto leather and the, the project is done it doesn't fucking matter if there is this thing but i know it i know that it's it's, mm. it's in my pattern and it bothers me so i have to fix it and i have to zoom in to fix that fucking thing because otherwise i and will get I back to it feeling. next day mm. And it's again twenty five minutes lost into fixing something that I could do. See, you see the problem. Yeah. You know it. I mean, I I know that. Yeah, I, I struggle with that too. Um, what's the expression? To see the forest for the trees. Yeah. No, and you're you're having that issue. Yeah. You're only seeing trees and no forest. Yeah, from, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. From 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 the outside, Rasmus is doing batches so he can get better measurable with every single one. When, with you, you do unique parts like for the customer but actually what you're doing a lot um i mean you're repeating techniques that's you're not true. repeating parts but you're repeating techniques yeah 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 yes that's a very good so thing this is like maybe this is something um to focus on in the future <laughs> to um like go and say it's like well i might not be making the same part yeah but i am using the same techniques and measure yourself from, upon that That's a very good point. On the strive for perfection. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> I tried so hard. Like, that was like the last bit of my brain energy. Well done. <laughs> But before you shut off, Jan, what's your focus? My focus, it actually fits really well about the um, good enough or like the strive for perfection. Um, mm -hmm. It's a computer game. Mm -hmm. When I was sick and I was feeling a little bit better on Tuesday, I decided to um, get a computer game because, well, I got the GOG newsletter and that one popped up. Yeah, uh, I think it's out of sale now, but you can still get it for fairly cheap. And it's called LX1. Like there's LX1 and LX2. I got the dual set because they were on sale. Um, LX is an RPG Um And it's not so much the game itself, but it's made by a German computer game company, Piranha Bytes. Mm -hmm. And they also been in charge or they made the game Gothic many, many years oh. ago. And it's like old school and it's far away from being polished. Like this is a, kind of a AAA game, but not really. The battle system is a little bit older. Um, the way the characters play, the graphics, it's not like a polished AAA title in that case. Okay. But the feeling it conveys is your childhood. Like if you played Gothic or the old RPGs around that time, this is exactly like the kind of game you want to play. And you have the, uh, story-wise, you have the possibility to play that game as either like high-tech soldier with weapons Mm -hmm. Or a freaking warrior with axes, or somebody that throws around magic. Okay. So they kind of like it's a post-apocalyptic game, and they manage to combine the three classes that use completely different weapon skill sets to do that. And the lines are a little bit corny, and it's far away from perfect, but that, that's what makes it perfect for me. Like this is one <laughs> of the games I play, and I'm like 14 again playing Gothic. <laughs> right. How do you spell it though? Because I, I need a good Alex, it's uh, E L E X. 
E L E X. Okay. Yeah. It took me a while to Google as well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> From Piranha Bytes. Um, and I mean, the first reviews were really mixed, but right now they they patched the shit out of it. Like they've not let loose of the game, and it's now on a really good level. Oh, it looks uh, fun. Oh, it is, it is hilarious. And it's open world. Well, did you say it was multiplayer? Or? No, 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 not multiplayer. RPG. Oh. Just single player, good fun. Um, and oh, and the difficulty is leaning towards the old like RPGs. So people will oh. die a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll just finish Elden Ring first. Yeah, yeah you, your F5 <laughs> key will suffer. F5, F8 is like your best friends uh, when it comes to that. Quick save, quick mm. load. Okay, cool. Right? Mine is the slow-mo guys, I think, again. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but it's for a very good reason, because they, they just, I mean, two hours ago, three hours ago. I, ha- I have it open on my, <laughs> on my list Here it is the video it. about uh, taking a cricket bat to liquid steel <laughs> at 10,000 frames. <laughs> and it's fucking spectacular. The thumbnail looks phenomenal. Oh, it's so... It's so pretty. It's so good. And yeah, they, as they sort of say, they absolutely destroy the YouTube compression algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> because there's so much shit going on. It's like, I had to rewatch it a couple of times at increasing resolutions, even though my screen doesn't go that good, just to hopefully get some better view on it. And it's so fucking beautiful. 10 minute video or thereabout. I, I mean, just give it a quickie. Yeah. Because Nine that's. 30. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. It's so fucking nice. Cool. And as I said, if you want to make views on YouTube, just sparkles and fire. It will work. Yeah. Every... It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine is actually um, a kind of a double uh, focus. It's actually the, oh. the same company or the same. I think it's a company. I'm not entirely sure. But um, anyway, it's Opco Art Glass. Okay. H. O P K O art glass. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a double because the, their Instagram and their TikTok is actually very different. The, the, the um, things that they post in Instagram on Instagram are kind of the result of their work. Uh, and it's, um, usually, um, octopuses and fishes and stuff like that. So that, that's yeah. absolutely brilliant. But mm-hmm. on TikTok, they are posting entire videos of, of their process. And I discovered them on TikTok the other day because it was late night night and I was not sleeping and so on and so forth. And I stumbled upon one of their videos of a guy making a shark, a glass shark. And I mentioned in the podcast already a long time ago that uh, one of my best memories as a kid was me going to... Um, a, a glass blowing studio with my grandfather when I was a kid and I, mm-hmm. I just find it amazing that you can create stuff that way uh, and it was just that when I, I saw that video it was like me being six again and watching the guy create an absolutely amazing piece of art with glowing glass and the results at the end with all the colors and everything it was just fantastic so yeah i highly recommend that you follow opco art glass not only on instagram but also on tiktok so you can discover their 
um, their work on videos. That's absolutely fantastic. Nice. I, I, I second that because it's uh, wicked. Yeah. Thank you. Not only the colors they get, but yeah, no, really, that's it's wild what they do. Not only the colors, but like the the shape of it. Yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely insane. It's it's a well established um, method now that they have to make all the fishes and everything. Yeah. But still, it's really impressive to to just see them work because it's freaking molten glass so it's it it moves when you roll it on the table and yeah go see it it's I it's would really say it worth looks it perfect <laughs> hey well done <laughs> any last little tidbits <laughs> that's it for me today yeah cool then if you want to do some friendly stalking of all of us i recommend doing patreon mm-hmm. at patreon.com slash two thirds focus mm-hmm. Or Twitter is focused on any of the most mostly social places, and you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and Lewinsme.no. And you can find me at the Red Smith or Red Smith everywhere on the internet, most specifically at theredsmith.com. And you can find me as Nerd Inventor on the socials or Jan Maxwell, mostly Insta. Ooh, and in two weeks you can actually find me in Hanover at Maker Fair. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. also coming up. Yes, it is. No comment about making that. Making us making us jealous. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening have a good week yeah. bye bye